Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. If I haven't had the chance to meet you, uh, my name is Casey Real. Uh, My wife and I, Andrea, we are some of the pastors here at My City. I'm going to be bringing the word today. Be powerful. I'm excited, and uh, we have two little boys. We got a five-year-old Xander and uh, a ten-month-old Arrow. So, and uh, we were hanging out yesterday. I don't know why I'm going to share this, but we were hanging out yesterday. And uh, so Arrow's at the stage, and he like does this, like, ah! like this is what he does. Xander is five. And he's like the aggressive big brother. Like he so loves being a big brother that he he like wants to do it aggressively. So he just does it back. Ah, ah, they're just shouting back and forth. I looked at Andrea yesterday. I was like, it's like Ace Ventura when he gets the arrows. And it's like, ah, ah. Anyways, um, the, the first one's better than the second one. The first one, the first one when he's like eating the sunflower seeds at the desk, it's fantastic. She, she's like, uh, she's like, uh, he's like, you know, eating the sunflower. Then like he takes them out of his mouth and he like dribbles them on her desk. And and she's like, can I get you an ashtray? He's like, "Uh, no, I don't smoke. It's a disgusting habit. Anyways, anyways. Hey, this morning has been amazing so far. Pastor Tyler, what was that? Man, every one of those every one of those invite cards, I almost said index cards, invite cards is prayed over, prepared, and ready, and ready to be sent out and get placed in somebody's hand. I'm so excited because next week it's going to be powerful Easter Sunday, and then uh, Ashley this this morning. Ashley says limit, and I'm like, this is like the whole first part of my ser- whole first part of my sermon right there. So that was anointing. Can we give it up for Ashley? That was. So we've been in this series titled "Come to Life," "Come to Life," and our theme verse for the series is John 10:10. 10, 10. Uh, we're making our way towards Easter. It's Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have, that they may have life and have it to the full. And uh, I want to recap really what the last couple weeks have looked like. I mentioned some new people in the room, um, if I haven't met you, but if you maybe have missed one of the last two weeks, the, two weeks ago, we started the series off at HQ, three services, hello somebody. It was awesome, and Pastor Eli really talked about you know, the, the, the parable of the lost son and how when he came home, he had a proper heart of repentance, that he was first repentant towards God and heaven, and then he was also repentant towards his father, and that this should bring us to the point, bring us to the point of knowing that our need for God, our knowing our need for God is a powerful thing. It's not something to be shamed over. It is a humility to have a, a, a need for God. And then last week, Pastor Eli up here sweating, wearing the chains, all draped over his neck, and, and, and you could feel how heavy they were 
when he threw them off and they clashed down and just hit, hit the floor, like, man, you could see that. And, and, you know, something that I want you guys to know about your lead pastor is that that sweat, like, as he's carrying that around, that is the burden that that man feels for this house and these people. Absolutely. And I, I thought it was so perfect talking about Samson and Delilah, and he did his little rendition. Hey there, Delilah. So, fantastic. It was so great. Um, but today, today we, we're all caught up to speed. Um, today we are going to be in uh, Acts chapter 3, and I'm actually going to ask everyone to stand. I'm going to ask everybody to stand for the Word of God this morning. You know, I was watching the Masters, and uh, they, don't, they don't let people have cell phones there. And what it does is it allows the environment, the atmosphere of the place, of the place to have an expectation and an anticipation because they're absolutely present. And so this morning, let's read the Word of God. Acts 3, 1 through 10 says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Must be nice. I feel like we're supposed to wake up at like four in the morning and pray, but they get to just lollygag into, into the temple. Now a man who was lame from birth was carried to the temple gate called Andrea. Beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, and Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Say, expecting. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder awestruck wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The title of my message today is The Generosity of Curiosity. The Generosity of Curiosity. Let's pray. God, I thank you. We come before you this morning just humble, ready to receive. Our hearts are open. God, we thank you that your word is true. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. And God, I pray today that we would have available hearts to hear what it is that you're saying. God, you've prepared your people to be here in this moment. Let's not let it pass us by, God, but let us sit and rest in what you have for us today. May you anoint your servant to, to speak your word. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. amen, amen. Go ahead, have a seat. Give your neighbor an elbow. High five something. I don't know, elbow. It was like you guys were already in the process of sitting down. I was like, just elbow him. I don't know. <laughs> hey, so I have a question, a few questions this morning, and um, I want some crowd participation. Um, how many of you guys remember, like, report card time? 
Report card time. Yeah, all right. Who said boo? Oh, all the students. <laughs> that just checks out. That's so great. What did they do now for report cards? Did they just send like an email to your parents so your parents already got it? They sent an email? Oh, and a letter, and a letter. Okay, well, I'm talking about like when you were riding home on the school bus and you had a paper copy of what you, what had just been written about you. Everybody remember this? Okay. So like, I, I, I try to think of the things that were always written. So like, you always had the one teacher that he always would just like write satisfactory, you know, like satisfactory, you know, whatever. But like, I, shout out some of the things that were written on your report card. Talks too much, okay, talks too much. Causes distraction. <laughs> Can't focus, that's good. What is it? Missing assignments, ooh, that was a good one, missing assignments. Yeah, see, mine was always talks too much, that's the one you guys said first. And I'm like, listen up, Miss Terranova, I got the microphone today, I may have talked too much back then. But no, for real, so I think about these, I think about these report cards, and um, you know, it's such an opportunity, both like as a kid and as a parent, right? Because I imagine as a parent, when your kid brings something home, uh, you know, Xander's starting to get to school age, you have to um, really figure out how to navigate, it's such an opportunity to navigate the, the grade, but also what's written about them, because there's labels being written about them. So there, there's these, these words and expressions, and so you have to navigate like, hey, I want you to like honor your teacher. I want you to listen to what they have to say. I want you to do your work. I want you to work hard. I want you to work as if working unto the Lord. But then when they write you know, different things about your kid's character, how do you navigate shaping and, and calling them to a higher standard while still defining the reality of their behavior? And so I want you guys to write this down. Labels limit, curiosity connects. I think it says generosity. It does. Curiosity connects. Labels limit, but curiosity connects. Because here's, here's my thing with the curiosity part. We're gonna jump back into the scripture. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day, say put, every day to beg from those in the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, and Peter looked straight at him, as did John. So when I see this scripture, I look at it, and I, it jumps right out at me. It jumps right out at me that he was put there. Like he was just, he was placed. It's like he was set. It was like he, it, I, there's no arrangements. But there, it was like he was set there as if he were an object and not a person. And I think for us as, as people, what we're, what we're seeing in this is what does his report card say? What, he was put there. And it's probably because he had a label that was put on him, so therefore he was set in a place to live under. Right, so he had been given the label, accepted the label, and then he couldn't connect because of the label. His connection was lower because of the label that was there. And it, it got me really curious about why Peter and John looked at this man. And I think it's actually curiosity. 
You know, so speaking of curiosity, my wife and I, when we were first dating, I was like 24. Um, so I, you know, I played college sports and stuff. So I, I wasn't a coffee drinker. I was like anti-coffee. But my wife, much cooler than me, much more sophisticated than me, enjoyed coffee. And it, what I found was that I was curious to get to know her, so we went to coffee. Okay, so we go out to coffee, right? And if you know anything about coffee, um, there's you know, several different beverages that you can get uh, you know, when you're there. And like, I didn't wanna be the guy that like, orders you know, like a foofy something or other. You know, so I was like, all right, well, it depends on what she gets. If she gets something like, you know, whatever. We're, like, we hadn't known each other, each other very long. And so we, uh, we, she orders an Americano, and I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and she was like, it's just espresso and water. I was like, can I get uh, two of those? Two, two of those, put it on my tab. Um, but anyways, like, I, I, I learned to love Americanos because it was actually what I first started drinking, and it's what my wife drank. And I, because of my curiosity about her, I was able to get past the label of me not being a coffee drinker in order to connect with her. And as I connected with her, I learned a couple things. Espresso, life of the party, and water, H2O Patrol. This is my wife. If you know my wife, she is the life of the party and she makes sure that you are drinking your quality water. How many beverages you got over there? There is actually like seven beverages over there. That one's empty, I drank that one and then I had to run to the restroom before I came out here. But so the, stay, stay with me here, stay with me here. So in this scripture, this man, he, he's, he's sitting at the temple gates and he starts asking questions, right? And he's asking questions, probably the same question that he's asking every day because it says that they went there daily. It says that he was put there every single day. And so I don't know about you, but when I do something daily, it becomes a habit. It becomes redundant. It becomes familiar. And so as he's sitting there, there's these guys. So he's probably asking the same questions at the same spot to the same people with the same attitude all the time. And so as he carries that attitude, I think that we can live under these labels ourselves. Right? So there's, there's labels that we live under. Right? It, it, it's, it's these labels of father. Right? So you're a father. But are you just a father? Like, I'm a dad. I got, you know, I got two kids. But like are you, are you dad? Are you helping shape them for the future? Are you, you know, you know what I mean? And so, so this, this piece with this is we miss opportunities because we're, we're, we're writing them off because we are familiar with the daily habit. And we don't ask out of curiosity. We don't listen out of curiosity. So we miss these opportunities. So people are probably walking by him, like, flipping him coins and, and throwing him stuff. But meanwhile, like, we read all the scripture already. We see that he doesn't receive money from Peter and John. So why was that? Why was that? It's because we become, when we become so focused on where we're going, we aren't where we actually are. We become so focused on where we're going that we aren't present where we are. 
and we miss the opportunity to connect with people because we, we aren't curious enough about them and we're focused on what we are doing. You know, so Andrea and I, we went glamping, okay, um, really uh, showing my masculinity here, um, glamorous camping, and uh, we, so we go, and it, it was a, you know, it was fun, and because I'm so, you know, such a rugged, uh, rugged guy, uh, I had to go into town to get some food for us because we didn't bring enough, and uh, so... You know, I, we'd go into town, and I'd put gas in the car. Uh, I'm like, i got to put gas in the car for us to be able to drive home the next day, okay? Um, which, yeah, anyways. So I pull up to the gas station, and there's, you know, so Pastor Tyler just shared on this. Like, you, you see the people where it's like you kind of want to look the other way, where there's things going on. There, you ever walk on a situation? Who, who's with me? Who's with me? You walk into a situation where it's like there is some interesting behavior going on. So you start to like check your surroundings. Is anybody else seeing this right now? And so as you're doing that though, you're consciously, you're subconsciously like thinking like protection mode for yourself, like, and, and anybody with you. The women and children, get behind me. See, there's the ruggedness coming out, let's go. But so these guys, the, it's a, it's a, I say guys, this girl and a guy, and they're like stacking coins on the top of their car. They're like lining up coins. And, uh, and I was like, it's really bizarre behavior. And like, but I could have, I, listen, I could have, I could have just, I'm gonna go and just get my gas or whatever. But it was the curiosity that led to my generosity. Because I got curious about what was going on. I was like, what? Are you guys, you guys all right? Yeah, we're trying to get to Beatrice. We're, we're, you know, we had to leave Omaha. We're in this situation and da-da-da-da-da, all this stuff. And, and I was just like, oh, you guys just need some gas? Like, that's all you guys need? They're like, yeah. So I paid for the gas, right? So in this scripture, Peter and John could have just given him money. But they would have left him, to, they would have left him out to dry. They would have left him out to dry. So it says that, in, in Mark 10, 45, it says, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So they're literally, these guys are literally digging in their seats trying to find money in their old Toyota Corolla because that, you know, all the cars back then had like so many compartments that they were just for loose change as if it's all people carried around. It's like, I gotta get to my car, get this change out of my pocket. It's like, there's so much, like, but they're scrounging up and doing this. And so I pay for the gas, right? And then I just connect with them. And I ask them their names. I, hello, somebody. I, I think that it's gonna be really hard to actually be uh, able to make a difference in someone's life without actually listening to what their names are. I, I, and we can label ourselves, hello, label, we can label ourselves as not being very good at names. But in all actuality, I I've found that if I get curious about someone, I can remember something and that helps me remember their name. And I, I, it's just a passion point for me. So back in this scripture, why did Peter, well, how come Peter knew, right? How come Peter knew that while he, was, he wasn't asking just for money? How did he know? How did he know? It was because Peter was curious enough to connect with his heart 
and not leave him there just as a beggar because he had been labeled a beggar. But Peter knew and remembered what it was like to be labeled as just a fisherman. He remembered what it was like to be labeled as just a fisherman. And I think that as, as, these, as he sat there, he turned and looked at him. He began to translate what the man was actually asking. I think he began to translate. And it, it, there's a definition of a translator up there, I think. Did I put that up there? Yeah. Translators aid communication by converting information from one language into another. So Peter, fisherman, what did Jesus call him? You're going to fish for men. You're a fisher of men. That I need the beggar. I need change. No, you need a savior. You're, you're, a, you're a mom. No, you're an impactor of generations. You're, you're a business owner. No, you're, you're a purpose driver. You, we, we label, we stay under labels because they've been put on us either by someone else or by ourselves. And these are our opportunities. Let's jump back into the scripture and see what happens next. Acts 3, verse 4. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. You see, Peter had the awareness of what he was actually asking. Peter had the awareness of what he was actually asking because of what he had been through. He took into account, stay with me, stay with me. He took into account, the man was asking a question, the man was there every day, so he started doing math in his head. This is the man's circumstance. This is the man's lifestyle. This is the man's situation. And he started to become curious and empathetic towards the man. He, it says that, it says that uh, Peter had to tell him to look at us. How was he asking the question? Probably looking down. So Peter's doing math. He has the awareness of, okay, he's asking for this. He's sitting here where he's always sitting. He's kind of looking down. And as he's looking down, he, he, he realizes, no, look at us. And it's because in Matthew 6, it says that the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And then the light is in, in you is darkness, and how great is that darkness? You see, he gave the man not what he originally asked for, but he gave him what he needed. Because he was curious and he started to do a little bit of circumstantial awareness. He began to translate the question. Are you guys with me? I like, we're, we're translating and we're having awareness in order to be able to step into 
bringing light and life to someone's soul. You see, the darkness is, is the pain that, that you felt, right? The, the, the loneliness, the, the dark, like, there's, you can see it when you are talking with someone. You can see it. And, and that awareness is, is how we are going to connect and how we are going to get curious in order to learn what is going on in someone else's life. I think the, a lot of the, this is what I have written down, I think a lot of the reason why Peter was able to connect is just because he had experienced the same thing and was able to translate the difference between what he actually, what, you know, you, you guys catch what I'm saying? Like, I, my wife and I, we spent three months in the NICU with our, our youngest son, but there were times of loneliness. Anybody else ever felt lonely in here? So it's how do we have the ability to translate and how do we have the emotional intelligence to be able to understand that as we are connecting with someone, our curiosity about their situation and their specifics allow us the openness of a heart to be able to sow a seed worth sowing. Because I want you guys to, I want you guys to, to get this. Peter knew what it was like to be placed somewhere. He knew what it was like. He was a fisherman. He ran the family business. He knew what it was like to be placed somewhere. And so he, he lived there on the boat. It was pr provide, how do, how do I do this? He also knew what it was like to settle. So he denies Jesus, and then what does he go back to? He settled under the label that had been given to him. Settled under the label that he had accepted for himself. Not the label that Jesus had given him, where he reminded him that this is the rev a revelation from God and not from man and that he was going to build the church and he, the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Same man settling, going back to the boat. So Peter was able to translate that and he was able to understand the higher standard because Jesus called him to the higher standard. That's why Jesus came and cooked him breakfast on, out on the shore and asked him if he loved him is because he had the higher standard to call him to. I want you guys to write this down. The reason why Peter was able to do it, if you don't relate on a personal level, you'll never relate on a meaningful level. If you don't relate on a personal level, you will never relate on a meaningful level. That's why, that's why Jesus sat with him on the shore. It's because he reminded him of what he was called to. See, real, real revelation is coming through relationships. It's coming through relationships, and, and we can see this as, as, as the revelation of relationships is released. Peter initiated the curiosity, and then what did he do? He helped him up, and then let's jump back into the scripture. Then the man jumped to his feet. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. We have to get this. We have to get this. Okay, so this man is put at the outside of the gates. Okay, we've gone over this. Put at the outside of the gates. He's helped up. Let me help you up. Then he begins to walk. Then he goes into the temple. 
walking, jumping, praising God, and wonder and amazement strike the people that are the, in the ones praising God. Okay, real life, real life, real life somebody, you want a practical, there are people, as Pastor Tyler just said, that are in your workplace that are not in my workplace. There are people in your family that are not in my family. There are people at the gas station that you go to, the coffee place that you go to, the restaurant you like to eat, that they are in need of something deeper than what they're saying. They're in need of something deeper than what they're saying. And this, what this looks like, how it fleshes out, is getting curious about that person, connecting with them, hearing them, then walking with them into church, jumping, praising God. Their ankles and feet will become strong. If we can make ourselves, like we're here, right? I hope this fills you. I hope this fills your spirit. Next six days, you get alone with God when you need to and then every day in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon. But you are sent. You are sent. You have been called to be sent to someone. And there's salvation on the other side of it. There's salvation. There is eternity. There's eternity on the other side of it. And it, this, is, this is our opportunity. If you guys want to stand to your feet. The next slide I have up here. Some people might just be your curiosity, your curiosity away from life transformation. You getting curious about someone else's life, how you can impact them, how you can serve them, what questions to ask them, not the like walk on by, that ability to connect is going to open up someone's heart to trust. And as they begin to trust you, they will, you don't have it all figured out, I don't have it all figured out, that we all know that. They know that. They're not putting it on you to have it all figured out. A lot of times they're putting it on you to just listen. And as you ask great questions, as you, as you grow in your curiosity about someone, you can learn what drives their motivations. You can learn what drives their decision making. And ultimately it's going to lead to this person needs life transformation not just a solution. Instagram, Twitter, all of them, they're, they're riddled with short form videos of sticky statements and advice. All of it is, not all of it, but a lot of it is good and it's valuable. But what I've found is that it's gonna, that's gonna help me do a process. It's not gonna help me become a person. It's gonna help me do a process. It's not gonna help me become a person. And the real thing is as we, as we die to ourselves and Christ becomes Lord, there is a 
There's a newness that's brought. There's a transformation that's brought. And the, the men and women that are placed in our lives, we don't have to just walk by them. Sometimes want to, maybe you're not very curious about your boss. Maybe you're not very curious about the coworker that you just message with all the time because everybody works from home now. Not everybody, but, or, you know, the, the people that you regularly see and regularly interact with. But just like I said, you don't have to have it figured out. Peter acknowledged that he didn't have everything. Peter's acknowledgement of what he did not have should grant us the permission to be secure in the fact that what we have, that all we have and all we need, we are never in lack. Let's be generous with our curiosity about people. Because silver or gold he didn't have, but what he did have was the transformation of a savior ahead of him. That he knew that the man that he was encountering needed to be lifted up. That he knew that what he had lacked nothing. So today, as we leave, as we get out of here, I think one, one little thing before I say that. We have two services every Sunday, and next week we have three services. And I've found myself that I can meet new people at both services, right? So I don't desire to stay for two services in order to look a certain way. I don't desire to stay for two services in order to have the um, extra time spent in just like being in the Lord's presence. While I do desire that, I also know it is my job, it is my role to help someone walking in these doors to be the person that's running into the temple with them, to be the person that needs to sit down, like somebody to sit with them. Not, and, not, and not everybody walks in feeling that way, right? So sometimes they walk in and they, 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 they're checking it out. I'm all about breaking those walls down. But I found the beautiful thing is that as I create space for me to be present and connect with somebody, it opens the opportunity for curiosity. This week, God's gonna bring you somebody. He's gonna bring you somebody. We have the opportunity to get curious about their life, to be curious about what's going on and curious about what they're doing next Sunday. We know a place for them to go. It's, it's also it, like, it, we have groups. Groups are meeting this week. I know somewhere for you to go. I've found too that the Holy Spirit, we may not know everything, Holy Spirit does. So as somebody's sharing something with you, Holy Spirit can download something, even just a question to ask. You don't have to get their mail. Just a question to ask. And those questions are gonna allow an open, open space for people to share, get curious, and then bring them into life transformation. Because as you start to get curious about them, they're gonna get curious about you. As Pastor Tyler said, we got the answer. We got the solution. His name's Jesus.
Hey, that's all I have for you guys this morning. We're gonna go back into worship, back into worship. Um, I wanna pray, I wanna pray for you guys. So if you guys will open your hands. Lord, I thank you, God, for your word that goes out, that is sent, that does not return void. Lord, I pray today there'd be a courage and a boldness for us to connect with people, to begin to grow in our curiosity, that we would be generous with our presence, we'd be generous with our attention, that we'd be generous with just being available to be a friend. Jesus, you were the friend of sinners. And so, Lord, we, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you that opportunities are ahead of us, that there's courage growing on the inside of us, that there's people being written on our hearts right now to connect with, to grow closer to, and to bring them into the house of God. Because in the house of God, we lack nothing. We have all that we need. That God, you are able, you are well able to give us the courage, the boldness, the confidence to be able to walk in your grace. Lord, I pray anointing and blessing over each and every person here today. Let's worship. Thank you so much for listening today. And we want to give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.